know your audience. That's the most important thing. Know your audience, know who you're working for and looking to acquire as a client. Um, because it's going to eliminate a lot of the people you don't want. You can get those tire kickers out of your life. Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. You're going to learn three key things today. One is the essential way to actually build additional revenue to your successful business. Some great tips there. The second is three essentials to YouTube. And believe me, this person's YouTube channel is brilliant. And the third one is a goodwill tip that I've gone and implemented and it's made a massive difference to my business and it will to you. So listen to the end to get that one. So if you're a first time listener, welcome. Great to have you here or viewer. And if you love what you hear or see, please subscribe. If you're a regular, those YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening from, I'd love to get a review. And in particular, the iTunes reviews are fantastic. Look, you can uh, take notes, but if you're walking, riding, whatever, we're going to have you covered. We do an excellent job of doing some summary. We'll have all the links that are mentioned. And also you can get the full transcript if you want at paulhigginsmentoring.com. So a little bit about who you're going to hear and see from today. They're a self-publishing advocate, a YouTube content creator, and all-round great person. After publishing over 40 titles themselves, they decided, and sorry, multiple, I should mention, multiple of those were best-selling by Amazon. They now went into, like I said, YouTube and self-publishing, and they've got a brilliant channel called Self-Publishing with Dale that you must check out. They were voted by Feedspot, among the top 100 websites and the top 50 for self-publishing. And they've cemented their position in the self-publishing community. And yes, we talk a lot about self-publishing a book here, but there's a lot of things we talk about which are going to apply it no matter what business you're in, and particularly if you're in a service-based business. So now I'll hand you over to Dale L. Roberts from Self-Publishing with Dale. Great to have you on the show, Dale. Hey, thank you so much, Paul. It's it's a long time in the making, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, why don't we kick off with uh, who you love to work with? Who who do I love to work with? My my, would you say it would be my ideal client? Yeah. The people that I love to work with are established authors and writers looking to really scale their business up to the very next level. Um, I used to lean in favor of working with beginners, but I always found that it was kind of boring for me. I liked a challenge of working with people that are already in the business and would ask me some questions that I wouldn't have immediate answers to. So my ideal client, established veteran authors who are looking to scale their business. Yeah, great. And are they in any particular genres? My wheelhouse. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you here on this one. Nonfiction authors, primarily someone that has a solution to people's problems. Now, with that being said, I could still work with fiction authors because I know 
pretty much all that needs to be done in order to make a profitable self-publishing business as an author, whether fiction or nonfiction. But uh, my wheelhouse is nonfiction because I've published well over 50 books in the nonfiction genre. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, now what are some of the, the problems that these authors come to you with that you help them solve? A lot of it has to do with either lack of book sales or their book sales have plateaued to a certain extent. And they really want to learn either some type of advertising, whether it's Amazon advertising, or they want to learn some type of promotional or marketing strategies that's going to get that book into more people's hands and become more visible. Uh, That pain point is so strong amongst even the beginners it does still affect experienced authors because they're not content on getting, let's say a thousand dollars per month or say $5,000 per month. They want to see say 10,000 and they just know that for whatever reason they're stuck and they're like, okay, you've got my solution. So let's see about working together. And we usually can sit down, work out a game plan of some sort to where we're able to get them to scale their business, not only sell more books, but also generate more revenue through other product lines. And see, that's the biggest issue I see a lot of authors making is they're willing to fall on the sword. They're, they're like, I'm all about the craft of writing. That's what I'm doing this business for. But the problem is you look at the competition out there. People are selling eBooks at say 99 cents. How do you compete with that? Like, what do you do to, to really make yourself stand out from the pack? Now, I'm not saying anybody should price their ebook at 99 cents by any stretch, but you got to look at it from a more overhead view of things. Like how can I be able to monetize this? But in the same instance, I don't erode my trust or authority that I have as the author. So, uh, cause I think there's a lot of people that just assume that, well, I become an author. Uh, oh, I, I don't want to be salesy. I, I, I don't want to, you know, yeah. Are you crazy? There's it's 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 nuts because to me, I, I think of it like this. I will go and enjoy a day stroll over at say like Disneyland because I, I love Disney products. I'm gonna go buy their stuffed animals that are outrageously priced. I'm gonna get their collectors' mugs and things like that. Why? Because I'm invested in that specific brand. And if people start to think of themselves in that way, they can start to go, ooh. How can I be able to monetize myself beyond just the books? And so that's the other thing is getting it to where I can adjust their mindset and understand that sometimes more revenue, more streams of revenue doesn't necessarily mean more work. It's just meaning being smarter about the work that you're putting in. Yeah, look, and I know we're going to talk more about uh, publishing, self-publishing books here, but I think this is really relevant for anyone that's running you know, most of you are running consulting services businesses, right? That might be tech-based, that might be non-tech-based. But the big one is that, you know, what are the additional revenue streams you can create? So a great example of that sometimes is a membership, right? You can, you know, you've got this audience, you can create a, a membership that can, you know, it, it's, you know, it, and it'll also de-risk you, right? Because you've got lots of clients paying you a small amount of money, which you're not going to lose lots of clients overnight, but losing one big client that's got 80% of your revenue, yes, you know, we've all felt that pain. So for you, you know, what are some of the ways that people, you know, these authors can um, build that additional revenue? Mm, man, it, it's sometimes keeping yourself open to the options that are out there. I think there's a lot of people, like I said, they're just too busy this is my craft. This is all I do. I write 
from morning to night, you know, that type of thing. But uh, additional revenue, it can be something as simple as merchandise. I mean, there's so many platforms out there that you're able to upload content 100% free. So places like Merch by Amazon, Spreadshirt, Teespring, something I use that actually coordinates with YouTube, uh, Zazzle, there's so many things. And to be honest, you know, I had one client previously, she actually ended up getting uh, more exposure by just putting something on her shirt that said, my heartthrob lives in X town or something like that. And it essentially was a promotion of her book. So people would ask her, what's the deal with the heartthrob? And at that point she would be able to share. And this was a great conversation starter for her. And she's actually had some fans buy her shirts. So that right there is really kind of cool to me. Merchandise would be the best first step. And the cool thing is, as soon as you make that merchandise and it's set up there, it's just kind of like a one-time setup. If you want to add more merchandise, fantastic, go for it. But merchandise would be a great way. Uh, Courses, online courses. I don't care if you're a nonfiction author or a fiction author, online courses should definitely be one of the things you should be doing. Now, someone who's a fiction author is probably going to go, well, that's not going to really help me out. Yeah, it will. Because I'll tell you, I'm not a great fiction author. I would probably buy your course if you taught me how to write horror fiction in 24 hours. I'm all for it. So think of it from a standpoint of what type of knowledge or skill set that you have that's unique to the world that you can be able to monetize. Courses are it. You've got consulting and any type of coaching. That's great. I always look at that as the top tier thing. You should be charging top dollar for your time. This is another thing I see a lot of people just making the egregious mistake. They're like, oh, I just charge $30 per hour. What? Why? Why are you doing that? You do realize that when you sit down with this person, you're taking an hour out of your time that you would otherwise be spending over towards other portions of your business. Consulting and coaching should always be top dollar. Now, if you want to work it back, the person that's very clever about this will do group coaching. You can be able to charge people a lot less per head, but let's just say that you have a minimum of 10 group coaching members in order to fulfill something. So let's say you'd have 10 clients charging $100 a piece per month. That's an extra $1,000 per month. And who knows? Maybe your group coaching would meet up once every month for a half hour at a time, and then you give them email support here and there. There's so many ways you can kind of do this. And uh, the other way I can think of as far as monetizing kind of goes is what we're doing like right now is through video and audio. Whether you're doing a podcast or you're doing a YouTube channel, make yourself super visible because first of all, people are going to be able to know you And they see the whites of your eyes, by the way, on video, they're going to start to trust you more and start to invest more in you. And here's the cool thing. In platforms like YouTube, you have the YouTube partner program. Over on Twitch, you have the affiliate and the partner program as well over there. Facebook has now the creator program, but they pay you the same way that YouTube partner program does. So using these different avenues will start to really, though it might seem like it'll spread you thin, if you're selective about how you do it and when you do it, it could definitely be something that's going to make a huge difference in your business. Yeah, look, there's, 
some great and and like i said you know people might be thinking well what's a self-publishing author got to do with a consultant i think there you've just summarized it beautifully because there are additional ways to make uh, revenue to you know because ultimately uh, a, a good mentor of mine called james shramko calls it the chocolate wheel right you've got the kind in the middle and then what are all the services that you can sell to them and to be honest when i was at coca-cola that's effectively what we used to do we'd get the client and then look at all the products you know what have they got what haven't they got and how do we continue because serving the one client for a long time at uh, for a long time is you know one of the most cost effective ways to to make that profit so you've talked about youtube and and as i said before we went live you know your youtube channel is just brilliant the thumbnails in particular are fantastic you know what tell us a little bit about the journey of your youtube channel and why should we as consultants think about having a youtube channel ooh man i started this whole journey back in April 2016, prior to that, I landed a couple of interviews on uh, some bigger YouTuber channels that were handling self-publishing at the time. They've since kind of not done anything. But um, when I landed that interview, those two interviews, it brought in all of their clients and all their followers. And they started emailing me. They started uh, DMing me. They started just sending out carrier pigeons. Yeah, even carrier pigeons. No, maybe I'm stretching the truth on that. <laughs> But there was a lot of people that were taking me away from my business. And I thought it was a real honor to be able to do this interview. But in the same instance, it kind of worked against me because it took me away from my regular work. And at that time, I was kind of like, all right, two weeks, or excuse me, two weeks, two years into the business of self-publishing. I'm going, okay, I would like to get more streams of revenue, but I can't do that if I have to continually answer people's questions. Yeah. So that's where I said, okay why don't I shoot a video and I'll upload it to YouTube? And that way, anytime someone asks me a question, I'll send them over there. Well, you go figure about a year into it. I was just kind of dabbling and I did some goofy videos here and there, but it wasn't until about 2017, uh, June to be exact, that I had a, a conversation with a uh, larger YouTuber. His name's Brian G. Johnson. He has a channel called Brian G. Johnson TV. By the way, if you ever want to get into YouTube, check out his channel. The guy's just awesome. But he got it to the point like, hey, if you really want this business to reward you and give back, you, you're going to have to take it more serious. And so I literally was like, you know what? I'm all in. I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. Because already I saw some moderate results. I was getting sales on books that weren't even related to the content that I was sharing. Because it was fitness books back in the day that it made me successful then. Yes. And so by people watching my videos, I had links and I would mention it and people would go find my books and they would purchase it. I was like, oh, there's something to this whole YouTube thing. So I became very, very like streamlined and focused because I found that YouTube is, it, it's just, some people will call it saturated. I call those people crazy because I've already started three not excuse me, started, I'm already running three profitable channels on YouTube, two with the very same business of self-publishing, one with live streaming. And in each of those three instances, I'm able to sell my products, my services, my courses, my consulting and coaching, all that type of stuff. And it all comes from a video. And here, not too many people might realize this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. YouTube is owned by Google. Yeah. 
Google is the most widely used search engine online today. The second most would be YouTube. So by putting your content on YouTube, it is a great way of just search engine optimizing what you're doing and getting it to where you're going to be found a lot easier. Yeah, so you've been doing it for you know over five years now. Like, give us some some really key tips. You know, the things that I normally think about is you know how long should a video be? You know, what are the keywords I should use? Like, you know, just give us a little bit of a masterclass on what you've learned over the five years, so that we can you know some of us like I've got a YouTube channel that's pretty. Uh, it's a tick in the box, to be honest. Like if we want to double down like you have, what are some things to shortcut our journey? I think this is really pertinent to the conversation here. And I I wish it was in in reach here, but um, I want to share just a story. So that way, anybody that's kind of like holding off and they're going, ah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about or whatever. Good friend of mine, his name's Walter. And uh, actually his name's Walter Wyburn to be exact. And Walter had struggled for years. He was following my channel. He took all the tips that he could do and such. And he he reached out to me in a personal DM at one point or another and just was frustrated. He was ready to give up. He'd started up a YouTube channel, was going nowhere fast. Then COVID comes along and it changed everything for him. Why? Because one day he decided just to take his camera. By the way, this camera shoots in 360p, 360 pixels. What? Are you kidding me? Most people have 720p or 1080p and sometimes 4K. Yeah. But he had 360p. He uploaded it and literally got hundreds of thousands of views within the course of 24 hours. I had someone reach out to me. They go, hey, have you checked in on Walter lately? And I'm like, no, what, what happened? His channel exploded overnight. He went from having less than 100 subscribers to having tens of thousands of subscribers. So the reason why I share Walter's story is I went ahead and encouraged him and I applauded him. I'm like, dude, you're doing great. You're going you're gonna to hit the silver play button. By the way, the silver play button is a big deal in the YouTuber community because it means that you hit 100,000 subscribers. Yeah. He hit 100,000 subscribers. You know what this guy does? He... He did it all himself. He sends me the plaque. He said, this is for you. I appreciate all you did to help me along. This literally changed his life. He went from severely in debt to now he's able to cover all his bills and he's actually living life on his own terms and all because he decided to do it. So if you're ever kind of on the fence about, okay, what do I need to get? What kind of gear do I need? Do I need to get like a Sony camera? Do I need to get like a better PC? Do I need to get the new MacBook Pro? No, use what you have. Because if there's one thing that Walter's story illustrates is it doesn't need to be perfect. His, his camera literally looks like, you know, and, and I love you, Walter, if you happen to be watching this, his camera is very low quality, but it's the message that he shares that resonates with his audience. His vibe attracted his tribe. And he and I were having a conversation the one day I seen in the background of his videos, he had this fancy like Canon camera on a, on a tripod and everything. And I'm like, why do you have that in the background? He goes, I don't know how to use it. He's like, should I start to use it? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give you advice anymore because man, you're doing it right. So this all kind of tells you that 
Use what resources you have available to you to start your whole business. And then start to tweak as you go along. The parts that I would say are the most important is don't buy into this thing. I hear a lot of YouTubers say like, oh, you've got to make your video 10 minutes longer or eight minutes or longer. No, only make the video as long as it needs to be. Don't go on there and go like, subscribe, scratch your head, rub your belly, share my stuff and drop a comment down there. And no, 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 no. Just shoot the content, get to the point because that's what people really want. And Okay, so we've got the content dialed in, whether we're using a 360p potato quality camera or we're using a 4K camera, don't matter. We've got the content dialed in. Now, the next barrier of entry is two things. And this is something YouTube has publicly came out and said, this is the barrier of entry. It is your thumbnail and it's your title. If your thumbnail isn't visually telling a story to the people that you potentially want to visit your video, then all is lost. And if the title doesn't help that story inside the thumbnail, then all is lost. You want to make sure those two things are really, really good as you can make it. Now, how good is good? It's all going to be a matter of perspective. I mean, honestly, you're going to need to study your niche, understand what are some of the elements that people use inside their their thumbnails, and then you're going to build it from there. Um, Now, you're probably your next question is, where do I make thumbnails and things like that? Honestly, um, I hire out uh, a service called Floxy and they do all that for me. Prior to that though, I was doing 100% of them all myself. I do a couple of thumbnails here and there, but to be honest with you, I only do it because I enjoy doing it, but I use a free program called GIMP. But I know some other authors that use Canva. Some people use Photoshop. Some people just hire out, like Fiverr is another great resource. But make sure if there's any amount of time you're going to spend on your video, focus more on that thumbnail and that title because it will make a world of a difference in your discoverability and people watching your content. Yeah, look, I, you know, from a survey of one, totally agree. And you know, like when I was doing my research, I'm looking now on my second screen and looking at some of your your thumbnails, and they're absolutely uh, sensational. So um, thank you. Now a lot of you are listening to this um, via audio, so you know, self slash. Oh, hyphen? No, is it a hyphen? It's a hyphen. Yeah, self-hyphen publishing uh, with Dale is the channel. But uh, if you type Dale L. Roberts in, you, you're going to come up with it as well. But we'll put all the links to that in the show notes. So so that's, that's pretty brilliant. So, um, and, you know, for... For you know, at the start of the conversation, we talked about that lack of sales, right? And you yeah. know, you've talked about additional revenue models. We've gone through YouTube, which is fantastic. But any final tips before we go into the deep dive on sales habits around things that people authors can do that us as consultants can apply to to improve our sales? Mm. Know your audience. That's the most important thing. Know your audience. Know who you're working for and looking to acquire as a client um, because it's going to eliminate a lot of the people you don't want. You can get those tire kickers out of your life because I'll tell you this, I don't have time for tire kickers. If someone's coming along going, well, that's me kicking the uh, tire here. Well, uh, you know, I'd spend $500 on you, Dale, but I don't know. Well, good. See ya. Take care. Not working with you. 
Yeah. I know who I want to work with. And that type of person who's spending their time tire kicking is not my ideal client. So get good on who it is that you're going to work with and be confident in what you have to offer to the world. It shouldn't be going and asking Paul via DM, hey, Paul, how much should I charge for my consulting? No, 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 no. Paul nor I are not going to know what's going to be ideal for you because you know what the value is that you bring to the world. I think of it from the standpoint of what is it taking me away from by spending this time with this particular client? And by taking them away from these tasks, what do I stand to lose? And so then I have at least a baseline figure, and then I work my way up from that point. So uh, know your audience and stay firm to who that audience is. And every now and then you're probably going to need to adjust and tweak as you kind of go along. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, so true. And look, you know, I spent a lot of time in corporate, a lot of people, you know, you're watching now a similar thing and that opportunity cost was your budget, right? You, who, you know, you had pressure to hit that budget and it's got to be the same in your own business. You got to set your targets and you actually got to have that, you know, that it's, it's a good pressure to, to look at that opportunity cost. And, you know, the only thing that we've all got, which is in similar is time and uh, yeah, Best best use of it, spot on. So, uh, Dale, are you ready for a deep dive into your sales habits? Let's do it. All right, great. So first question is, what are some daily ha- sales habits that you do to accelerate your sales? Hmm. I prioritize each one of my days based on my goals. Um, those things that move the needle need to be addressed first and foremost. Meaning that if it is generating revenue, double down on it, focus on that avenue. So as a, for instance, Paul, let's just say, for instance, that you are getting a lot of clients by running Facebook ads. And if you were to come along to me and go, hey, how can I get more clients? You know, what I'd probably tell you is double down on those Facebook ads because it's driving more clients to you. So for me, I always focus on what moves the needle. For me, what moves the needle the greatest is going to be YouTube. Like me doing a video of some sort, uh, me crafting a very good video, as well as crafting that very good thumbnail and title, make the world of a difference. It's This is crazy, but I will spend sometimes upwards of about a couple hours just trying to plan out the whole thing because I work with a video editor and his team, as well as my assistant. And we try to pitch those ideas back and forth to each other, make sure that when we launch something, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So to make sure my sales are moving in the right direction, I try to keep myself visible and current. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So the next one is around technology. So what's a piece of technology that helps you accelerate your sales? My camera. <laughs> my, my camera is, is the but thing. I guess you were going to say that. Yeah, it's, it, I know it's probably a given. People are like, it, we already know the answer. It's going to be his camera. Yeah, if you give me a webcam and a microphone, I'm ready to go. Like, honestly, that right there is the thing that makes, and it moves the needle. And I'm going to share something with you. I know in your final question, that's going to send your eyebrows and light you up. So I'm going to hold back on that specific 10X method, uh, but you're going to love it. Yeah, brilliant. And the next one is, uh, what's the best source of leads for you? Now, obviously, we've talked about YouTube. But is, is it YouTube or is there something else? Yeah, YouTube's a given. Um, but I think that a, a lot also comes from my email marketing. 
So I've got a team member who actually manages my email marketing campaigns and such. And so I will end up getting clientele. Here's how it typically will work is she puts together some type of automation and she will typically put like a call to action. Hey, if you got any questions, concerns, make sure you hit reply on this and it'll be awesome. I'm almost always going to answer at least one question for somebody who emails me yes. at least one question. Why not? I mean, it takes me two seconds, you know, and yep. they obviously trust me enough to ask a question. And at that point, typically I'll have some type of a boilerplate type thing right below it, where I say, Hey, if you have any other additional questions, join my Facebook group or my discord over XYZ. This helps me mitigate any time loss. That's not within the confines of a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. That little gentle little nudge to me doing consulting brings me in thousands in revenue, thousands, because people say, oh, you do consulting? Naturally, they go ahead and pick it up. So email marketing, again, YouTube's probably the top, but you work your way down email marketing for sure. That right there gets me a lot of clients. Yeah. And just a little quick question, because I know a lot, you know, certainly a lot of clients that I work with lots of followers on LinkedIn, how do you get them to the email list? Yeah. Now you got lots of followers on YouTube. How do you get them to your email list? Is there a quick answer to that? Uh, the quick answer is going to be is always assume that nobody's heard of it. So if you have an email newsletter, say it again, say it again, say it again, say it again. I can't tell you how many times that some people have followed me for years and they go, oh, I didn't know you had a bestseller book launch checklist. Yes. When you subscribe to my email newsletter, you'll get the bestseller book launch checklist. And they're going, oh my gosh, this is so cool. It's never assume that your audience is tired of hearing that. And chances are very likely if someone's following you long enough, they're just going to know it's kind of built into like your whole, uh, what's lack of better terms, like your lexicon. That's what you're all about. Like, you know, hey, just remember, you can go ahead and subscribe to my email newsletter at XYZ. Yeah. So um, never assume that people already know about something that you're doing. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Great point. So the last question, I know you've uh, preempted this, but you know, what is one action we can take to 10x our sales? This right here, I've been waiting on the right podcast to say this one here, and it's just, you, you, be ready. All right. So this is what I typically do. As you start to grow your following, you start to grow your reach through, say, social media, uh, through your website, blog, could be your YouTube channel. Uh, you're going to have some followers that would really love to spend some time with you, but they're not quite on, they're not ready to invest just yet. Yes. So what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to equip these folks with as much information as possible. So what I will do is what I call goodwill booking. And I'm using quotations on this one. Yep. Goodwill, not the store as in goodwill as in goodwill done to man. And so what I will do is I will put out something publicly saying, I am going to work with everybody in a complimentary session to where I will answer all of your questions within 30 minutes. No sales, no upsells, no trick. And inevitably people like loaded up. In fact, I think the last time I did it, I had over 80 different people. I spent an entire week back-to-back -back appointments working with people. And what I would do is I give them 25 minutes. I would just blow them away. Once it gets to that five minutes till the end of the half hour, what I'll do is I'll start to do the disconnecting. I'll say, hey, look, did you enjoy today's session? Inevitably, someone goes, absolutely. I said, can you do just, just one favor? And they go, name it. I will say, Share this on social media, any of the points that you pick from this and tag me. 
It's crazy because you'll get it on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You get all these different testimonials of people, 100% free. It's like getting advertising without having to pay for it. But you'll notice if you did your job just good enough, that at least 20% of the people, at least for me, 20% of the people will automatically into that last five minutes go, I want to work with you. And the first time I ever did this, I had pulled in over five figures in coaching just literally from doing this specific method. Now, I didn't have to do 80 consults that specific week when I did pull in the five figures, but nonetheless, this tells you that there's an opportunity there. Goodwill that you pass forward to people means a lot to people. Now, I'm not trying to tell you to be disingenuous and give people a bunch of fluff when they go on in there and be like, well, I'm going to go ahead and make a lot of money. But the nice thing is, you're going to get advertising done for you for free. And then you've got a follower who's going to be forever loving what you're doing and sharing what you're doing. Because why? You took about 25 minutes out your day to blow their mind. Yeah, love it. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, and I'm so glad that you didn't disappoint. It's a bit like when someone says, you've got to see a movie. And then you go and see it and you're like, ah, oh, wasn't that good? No. <laughs> that, that tip was absolutely gold. I've, I've written down, circled it. I'm going to be implementing that uh, ASAP. So get ready to see that on a LinkedIn post uh, coming your way soon. So uh, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on, Dale. So it's Dale L. Roberts. And uh, you can, well, he's given us a free resource, which is awesome. And I'll look down to read it because I want to make sure I get 100% correct. So it's diypublishing.biz forward slash free. Of course, it's going to be in the show notes and it's going to be where you go to notes, wherever you listen on your podcast, you'll be able to go and get that. And that's basically anything you need to do as a beginner to get self publishing and also don't forget that brilliant youtube channel we'll put it in there in the links again but it's self hyphen publishing with dale and uh, go and check it out like even if you've got your own channel look the content's brilliant but just the way that the channel's presented it's uh, it's absolutely first rate and i think brian would actually take his hat off to you and uh, say well done dale so uh, absolutely brilliant having you on the show and thanks for sharing all your wisdom thank you for your time what a great interview with dale and how good was that tip around Good will bringing it forward. I'm like I said. I at the start. I've actually already gone and applied that by the time that this comes out, and it's been absolutely wonderful. So definitely check that out. Also check out his YouTube channel, which is great. And look at the ways that you can share the information that you learnt from this podcast with Dale. So why don't you just pick out one key thing that you. Um, learnt and share it on socials, tag him, mention him. He's great at doing that back as well. And he'll really love it. Like I said, there is a summary of the notes that you can get and all the links. And also if you go to paulhigginsmentoring.com, you can get the full transcription as well. So why don't you share what you've learned here? I know that I've said share it on social, but why don't you share it with your friends or peers, right? You know, it could be five, 10, 50. It doesn't matter. Be a sales rock star to them to do that. Why don't you check out some of the solo shows? And finally, why don't you take action to accelerate your sales? I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. 
Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.